Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hello again, everyone. I'm Darren Javog, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and I'm here today again with my great host, Tina Murray. Tina, how are you today? I am great. Thank you, Darren. Another day in the trenches, another day behind the microphone, and we love it. I do. I agree. <laughs> I love it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so much fun, but uh, we have another fantastic um, guest today. I've never met her yet, just till this morning, but uh, Jennifer Reynolds, she is the founder of Fresh Legal Lawyers and Mediation Services. So welcome to the show today, Jennifer. Thank you for having me, Tina. It's great to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So um, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was what uh, what is one or two things that sort of brought you to where you are today? I know you set up your practice about five years ago, a little more than five years mm-hmm. ago. And um, so what brought you to where you are today in the, the mediation and collaborative law style of, of, of uh, divorce? Okay, so I've been practicing as a family lawyer for about 11 years now. Um, started out uh, in a small firm, eventually went out on my own for a little bit. And then six years ago in the spring, I founded Fresh Legal. And what brought me to where I am now, which is a focus on working with clients who are not going to court, who are going to mediation or using the collaborative family law process, is years of experience watching clients go through separation and divorce and go through the court process um, and beginning to identify that there are lots of different ways to go through a divorce. There's a lot of different ways to go through working with a lawyer. And my passion became working with those clients in a way that's going to set them up to be successful in co-parenting in the future and really focusing on rebuilding a family, right? It's not a family breakdown. Your family's not broken. You've just identified that the way it's arranged right now doesn't work for you. Um, and you need to do it a different way. And so helping families do that, I really feel that the mediation process and the collaboration process is one of the best choices to do that for parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're, if, if they're ready for it, right? Like if yes, they're prepared absolutely. for it, then that's, that's an option. And I think more, more, families, more families are actually more prepared than they think. It's just mm-hmm. they get into the moment of the of the emotions and yes and the and the sorrow what they're going through Mm -hmm. yeah it's a really difficult process Mm -hmm. um it's not a you know a disagreement between people over a botched reno it's two people who have built a life together Mm -hmm. who have made a plan for a future together and it's not turning out the way that they thought it was going to and it's an incredibly emotional and difficult process for a lot of people And when you work with a lawyer and a therapist and a financial professional who knows what you're going through, right? You bring all those pieces together and with the right support, you can be a lot more ready than you think you are, but it does take work. It's not easy, right? We see all those pictures of like um, co-parents on Buzzfeed that are like, here are, are us with our child and our matching soccer jerseys. And we went to Disney World and people at the beginning of separation are like, how the heck did they do that? Like that never not going to happen for me. Right? And I say those people put in the work and you can do that too. It's not easy though. Like we're not going to lie about it. Mm-hmm. 
it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost like you gotta you have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit mm-hmm. you know in order yeah. to to meet people in the middle yeah is the way i see it and now now when you talk about that it's it, it seems to be very focused on children about the parenting mm-hmm. aspect of it because i guess if there's no children involved what does it really matter right yes and no um if there's children it it matters in a different way, right? Especially if they're really young, you might be parenting with this person for another 20 years and you want to go to graduation and go to their wedding and stuff and sit with them um, and not have a a fight. But I also, you see um, people who have been married for a short time, a long time, who knows, they've been together, they don't have kids, but they do have a deep respect and regard and love for each other still. And they want that to continue. Hmm. So as a lawyer in the process, are you saying that you don't just work on the lawyer stuff, but you actually bring in other pieces to the puzzle to to facilitate the whole process? Is that part of your process? Right. I see myself sort of as one piece of the pie, right? Um, And I see myself sometimes as the person who can connect my clients with the other services that they need. So if I'm the first person that they talk to about their separation or divorce, then they have a whole bunch of other needs. They might need a therapist. I encourage everybody to reach out for that support. Um, They might need a mediator because they haven't connected with one yet. They are going to need a financial professional and a mortgage broker. And I don't do those jobs, right? I recognize my job as a lawyer or a mediator. I wear a very particular hat. I have a certain skill set. And I know what the other issues are and I connect my clients with those things and realizing I'm just one piece of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. right? And if my clients don't have the other support they need and if I don't work with those other people, um, say they're refinancing their house, um, I really like to work with the mortgage broker if I can to say, you know, what, what does the separation agreement need to say? When do you need the separation agreement done? right? Mm-hmm. How can we make this work for my client, right? How in a collaborative process, if the parents are really super committed to one parent being able to keep the house for the kids, how can we structure the settlement to make that possible? Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned co-parenting agreements and, you know, I, I, it seems like we hear it more and more, yeah. you know, and I understand why, because when we were off air, before we went into the show, we were talking about some of the maybe it's some of the pitfalls that people fall into when they're thinking about co-parenting. So maybe you can give us a little bit of background on that. Like what are some of the mistakes or things that people should be thinking about when they're doing the co-parenting agreement? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one thing I see is people doing really, really flexible co-parenting agreements, which on one hand is fantastic because it lets you change and grow and evolve, right? What your kid needs when they're three is not what they're going to need when they're 13. Right. Mm -hmm. So you do want a level of flexibility in there, but sometimes they go too flexible and too open. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a lawyer, sometimes I say, my job is to think of the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. My job is to protect you from the worst version of your ex-spouse and to anticipate that maybe in five years, you might not be getting along for whatever reason. We're all human, right? Mm -hmm. We have the best of intentions, but you might fight about Christmas. And so let's put in that agreement some ground rules. We can say every year we're gonna sit down and figure out a vacation and a holiday schedule, and we're gonna be super flexible and we're not gonna 
be rigid, but if we cannot agree, here are our ground rules that in right. even numbered years, this is gonna happen or in odd numbered years, or they're always gonna go to parent one on Thanksgiving because that's really important to that parent. Right? Mm. So striking that balance between that openness and flexibility and, and getting along and counting on that, but also planning for the possibility that maybe, you know, there might be a decision that needs to get made in the future. Yeah. Um, and with a little bit of guidance and some ground rules, making those decisions can be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important that it's not cookie cutter. And I know mm-hmm. some people yes. are tempted to go out there and do the quick forms online, yes. you know, and you just sign it and it's all done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hear more horror stories about that. Mm-hmm. And we just taught, we just had someone on the show, actually, we were talking about, you know, the value of advice and the value mm-hmm. of paying for the right advice, right? Yes, right many yeah. people are always fixated on the dollars on the bottom of the contract. And I get it. They're mm-hmm. looking at those dollars. But I think the real value comes from what you're getting from it, mm-hmm. what you're paying for, and is it does it suit your purpose? And does it get you to some destination quicker mm-hmm. because you got the right advice, right? Right. Is it so, customized to you? Is it addressing your family's needs? What works for the family across the street is not necessarily going to work for you. Right. And you don't right. know why it works for them or doesn't work for them. You don't know what they've been through. And um, so, yeah, Darren, that's huge. Like talking to professionals and getting advice that's catered to you and to your family right. is super important. So you, you just mentioned, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no. You just mentioned levels of, of, uh, of going through a divorce or separation and, and how adversarial they are, right? Mm-hmm. So the, it starts very simply, and I believe it's called uncontested divorce, right? Where you can just basically agree on pretty much everything and rubber stamp something. If you really wanted to, you could do that. Next level up, I guess I would assume is, is mediation. Well, I would say, yeah, the next level, I think of the first level is like a, some people call it a kitchen table agreement. Right. Right. Um, and I think of it as a spectrum of sort of how much um, conflict there is. Mm. And how much help do you need to resolve that conflict? Can the two of you sit at your kitchen table and figure it out? Or do you need to go to mediation, which is the next sort of level, so to speak? Do you need one person in the room who's neutral, who's helping you talk to each other? Do you need to go to maybe the next step of a collaborative uh, process where you both have your lawyer in the room who's your person, so to speak, um, that's advocating for you, but still committed to a, a collaborative, amicable process? Or do you need to seek out a process that involves someone else making a decision for you? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and that's not necessarily, it's not a spectrum of, you know, the best divorce to the worst divorce. Right. Like mm-hmm. people who are, are good and committed to their children can sit down at a table and people who aren't need a judge. That's not the case. Some, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just need a little bit more help. And sometimes, you know, you both um, have, you know, the best of intentions, the, um, you have your children's best interests in mind, for whatever reason, you're just not able to come to an agreement. And you have decided that you need to have somebody help you with that, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether that's support, facilitation, or decision making. Okay. How as a how, you know, how does somebody know, like I might say, you know, going into the divorce that I, I'm willing to go mediation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My partner's 
being a jackass. <laughs> I'm a jackass. Yeah, no. he's a jackass. <laughs> Actually, I know her partner and he's an awesome guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, no, he's a jackass. But not- <laughs> We've been married 28 years, so <laughs> I just have to say that, right? Because I'm a jackass too, but... <laughs> All right. Um, but you know, so how do you, as a lawyer, kind of like my best intention is to to be as amicable as possible, but the other person isn't. Do you sort of maybe try to engage another lawyer that is like minded to you? Like, it, how does that work? Yeah, that can be great if you can get two like minded lawyers, two people who perhaps are trained in mediation, or trained in collaborative law, or otherwise committed to out of court solutions, right? Um, but you don't always know, right? You, you might think at the outset, mediation is going to work and maybe it doesn't for you, mm-hmm. right? And that's okay. Like if you stress too much about at the start, figuring out the perfect process, right. that's another piece of the flexibility maybe that's needed to say, I don't know if mediation is going to work, but I'm willing to try. Right. I I'm willing to sit down point. at a table with you and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that doesn't go well, you know, our next plan is, you know, to try and bring our lawyers into the room or to have our lawyers so talk relaxed. to each other. You're just like, we're just going to try it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to try. And, and so that's all you can do. That's all you can do. That's true. And, but I think, I think people do, especially when they're in the middle of it, there, there, there's this fog of emotion in front of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And logic is, has a hard time getting through. Right. Yeah. So I think and it's, I, I, yeah. So I think it's sometimes as a, for any professional, you have to kind of break through that fog Mm-hmm. to try yeah. to get to the person logically and say, first, we, yeah. let's just try to deal with this first. Yeah. And I think what's important is that um, it, unless it's absolutely necessary, and sometimes it is, um, I prefer not to go to court immediately, right? Don't start at the most adversarial option, right? right. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's an option for you if you need it but try the other options first, because as soon as you serve somebody with papers that, that can set a tone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things you said, and I I don't know if you've said it since we've been on air, but you like to help people set themselves up for success. Mm -hmm. What are some things you do in order to help facilitate that? Um, Part of it is just like Darren said, is giving them advice that's catered to their family and to their situation. Right encouraging people to reach out to professionals at the early stages uh, to sit down, have a consultation with a lawyer, right? So we offer a flat fee, no obligation consultation process where clients can meet with us um, and start to get the information that they need about their rights and their obligations so that they can make informed decisions, right? Mm -hmm. That we can use our experience to identify for them. Here are the red flags. Here are the minefields. Here are the things you need to think about. Um, here are, you know, what, here's what the law says about child support or property division. So you can make an informed decision that works for you and your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so, you're so calming. It's like, fresh. It's fresh. It's fresh. <laughs> right. <laughs> fresh legal. I, it is. I feel very calm. Yeah. Just, I, I have a question for you. So it sounds to me, Jennifer, that you try to insert, like your practice tries not you, you don't take on, let's say, violence in the household or, or power struggles uh, in, in relationships, right? Like you try to yeah, avoid so those cases. Does it, does it sound personally, right? Personally, yeah. So yeah. personally, my, my practice is focused on people who are going through mediation or collaboration. 
Um, and generally because of the nature of those processes, um, it's not, it doesn't restrict people who are experiencing violence in their homes or have power imbalances. Um, the processes are designed in such a way that they can be customized to address those issues if they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if those processes aren't working for the family for whatever reason, um, one of the reasons I built Fresh Legal and started building a team instead of being a sole practitioner was that I can focus on one thing and I have a team of lawyers who can offer services for everything else as well. Awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so we have a, a varied team with lots of different experience and expertise. And if I'm not the right lawyer for that particular person, for whatever reason, chances are there's somebody else on my team who will be. Right. right. And no matter who they're working with, they have that, you know, the fresh approach, the, the efficiencies that we use in our processes, the connections to other professionals, right. They benefit from that model, no matter who they're with. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Yeah. So, so question for you, uh, you've been in a, at it for now 11 years. And mm-hmm. if you had to look back at trends and mm-hmm. how things maybe are changing, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, and I haven't been in it long enough, actually, for, for myself to make a decision on, on where the trends are going. Mm-hmm. But would you say that that the trend is more uh, like more mediation or more yeah. trying to be collaborative than it used I to think, be? I think it is. Yeah. As um divorce and separation become something that people are more willing to talk about. It's becoming something that's more common and something that um, people are going through and don't want to go to court as more and more outside of court options become available. Mm -hmm. Those are becoming more popular um, and people are sharing that experience and spreading that word. Right? right. So when divorce and separation first became something that was okay in society, um, the only process we had when two people couldn't agree on something was, well, you go to court. So we're going to mm-hmm. put you in this process that that's what we have for people who can't agree. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as non-family disputes have evolved alternative processes, so have family processes evolved. Um, and I think more and more people are favoring those options when they when they work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i agree yeah now it, coming off a of covid year sorry i don't mean to yeah. jump on yeah, this no, no, that's but coming, okay. coming off a of covid year right uh i can't imagine how busy many of the lawyers are these days mm-hmm. like it must be overwhelming because you've got this catalyst where and i i, I kind of say it's sort of like when you look at technology right covid literally forced technology and people down the road five years yeah. and oh, said yes. yeah. we got to do it in six months six we're, weeks, we're, we're going six yeah we're going down the road yeah. five years well now we're doing it in five months or yeah. whatever right yeah, like yeah. we're getting we got to get there i kind of feel like it the same thing has happened to relationships mm-hmm. where if it wasn't going well and maybe five years from now you were going to get separated or divorced yeah it's probably mm-hmm. happening right now it, well, like, it's a stress point that? right What's that? Um, and that's certainly what it's a stress point. And it's yeah. certainly what we're reading about a lot in the media. Lawyers are saying their phones are ringing off the hook, right? Um, when we go through big, difficult events in our lives, you know, loss of job, death of a family member, right? Um, a pandemic, right? There are yeah. big stress points that may create a, a breaking point where one didn't exist before, right? right? Um, and it's a big change in people's lives and it impacts deeply, I think, how their family functions. And 
the way their family was functioning pre-pandemic, being forced into this pandemic um, education and living and working from home, it, yeah, not all families are going to be able to make that transition, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They might need to make a further transition of maybe we need to parent, you know, in two separate homes, or maybe you know a childless couple might realize, you know, that you're right, like perhaps in five years they might have separated, but now um, things are being brought to the forefront a little bit faster because of this massive societal stress that we're all going through. Yeah. yeah. We are coming to the end of our time, but I just wanted to give you sort of one last opportunity to just maybe give people that are listening to the podcast um, a piece of advice if they are sort of starting down that road or thinking about it. Is there anything you'd say to them? Um, perhaps I'm a little biased because I'm a lawyer, but um, my advice is always to seek out legal advice early to make sure that you understand um, what your rights are and what your obligations are. And to know that calling a lawyer or working with a lawyer doesn't mean you're putting on the boxing gloves, mm -hmm. right? People avoid, I think, um, calling lawyers because, oh, well, I don't want to fight. I don't want to go to court. I don't want to involve lawyers. I just right. want to work with my spouse and I want to work things out, right? And all of those things can be true and you can have the advice and support of a legal professional. Right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank That's you, good. Jennifer. Can you tell our listeners um, where they can get in touch with you? Well, you can find our team at freshlegal.ca. And if you visit that site, we've got a contact form and we've got a super easy way for you to book a phone call with one of our lawyers depending on your legal issue. Um, we offer a free 15 minute chat. You can book a time that works for you so you're not playing phone tag, uh, trying to set up or connect with somebody. Um, and we're happy to chat with anyone about how we can help, what we offer, our processes, our costs, and all those pieces to help you decide if working with us is gonna be the right decision. Fantastic. That's great. And also yeah. there'll be a link on the DivorceNet website to connect with you as well. So that'll be good. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up right there. And I'll just say to everyone, mm -hmm. take care of yourself, get yourself organized, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.